What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. We are at the Columbus Arts Council in Possumtown, Mississippi. And I got my co-host, Monk, with me. Hi, hi, hey. And from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, we have Adam Hood. How you doing, Adam? Good. How are y'all doing? Good, man. What'd you call it? Possumville? The Possum, what Possum is Town. Possum Town. That's what Columbus was known as before it was Columbus. Why? Way back in the day. Because there's just a bunch of possums that live here? No, like, because, because... People were <laughs> sleeping on it. Yeah, really? because, because years ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> there was an Indian... There were, no, there was, a, there was a person who came into town, a big prominent person in town, and the Native Americans said he looked like a possum. So they call it Possum Town whenever they yeah. come Big this Possum way. Town. Big yeah. Possum. He yeah, come, so. bring big wampum. <laughs> <laughs> Got lots of squaw. I wanted to open up with just y'all two. How did y'all two uh, come across each other? Was it through radio? Yeah. Yeah, radio it was through, Actually, um, you opened up for Will Hogue. Oh, yeah. Um, at the Jupiter. And, and I was just standing there randomly, and your wife came over and tugged my arm and said, Hey, I'm Adam Hood's wife. Um, he wants to meet you. And that Look was it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Was yeah. That, I didn't realize that we had done that show at the Jupiter. Okay. Was it Will Hogue or was it somebody else? Maybe I bet it, it had some... to been somebody else. Because yeah. I did that show with Will. That was out there at the Government Plaza thing. Okay. And we knew each other before yeah. then. Yeah, okay. Was, that was, Who was it then? I don't know. Um, somebody cool, probably. I don't know, man. I mean, everybody used to play there. I mean, I remember yeah. um, Zach Brown Band opening up for Sister Hazel. Oh, wow. There, you know? Yeah. Cool. Well, it we'll won't happen now. You won't see that again. <laughs> no. <laughs> you will not see that again. Yeah. So so we've known each other since then. And, and me working at 95.3 The Bear, um, Adam helped out a lot. with. We do a St. Jude Radiothon once a year. Mm-hmm. He'd come and play a song for us. He'd sign our guitar and, you know, stuff like that. So. Well, we just stayed in touch, too, you yeah. know. I mean, not just through the radio station. I think we had a lot of mutual music friends yeah, and stuff did. like that. Yeah. So. Well, that's a big part of, like, why you're here. Uh, tonight, right? It's I know, pretty much. So I would say the the vast majority, the the lion's share of why yeah. I'm here is because of you. So thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you, man. <laughs> so uh, just to back it up a little bit, uh, born and raised in Tuscaloosa, born and raised in Opelika. So Opelika. born and raised in Auburn country. Okay, living in in uh, Alabama country with a family of Bama graduates. Behind enemy lines. So Behind enemy lines. Yeah. So I want to know <laughs> how how did both the girls end up. Alabama fans. I mean, they, 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 you know, they're heavily persuaded in one way or another. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And I don't have yeah. a leg to stand on. You know? we, we fire a coach every six months. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, so, what about like music? How did it get coming to your life? Was it like mom and pop records, or was it a friend in high school, or how did that start? I don't even know. And and I, I get this question all the time. And after all these years, I still don't have an answer for it. I mean. I just feel like it's kind of always been there. I mean, okay. you know, but I, in fact, I was, I was telling my wife this earlier because my mom, she used to work at like a staffing company or something like that. This place that, you know, had gray walls and, and, and buzzing ceiling lights and stuff. And, and uh, the shopping mall was about the same color. And so there was a guitar shop that was there 
that was the only thing that had like colors and curves and shapes and things like that. So, I mean, I was six years old, probably. I just, I stayed there for hours. I can't believe that old man let me stay. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, may, I mean, I may have tore things up. I don't know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's, nobody's faulted me for it. But yeah, I just, I kind of, it's just always been something I've always been fascinated with. And so I kind of made guitars out of tinfoil and all kinds of crazy weird stuff that kids do until my parents bought me one. Right on. And, uh, they bought me one, and I started taking lessons from a guitar teacher. Uh, I started taking it in seventh grade, and so the guy that I lived behind, who was my best friend growing up, he, uh, he would take lessons on, like, Tuesdays, and I would take lessons on Wednesdays. And so we would teach each other the, the things that we learned. And so it was kind of, you know, kind of a two-for-one lesson. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it just went from there. I've just Like I said, it's just always been something I've done. That's kind of similar to, like, uh, when I s- started getting into music, uh, Best friend of my, best friend of mine in high school mm. played Proud Mary uh, at a talent show. It just blew my hair back. And I yeah. was like, I want to play guitar. Yeah, right. And uh, lo and behold, like a cat here in Columbus, Dennis McKay, he would be giving guitar lessons, and uh, Sid was taking those lessons, and he got me over here, and it was that same thing. It was like I'd get a little dose of what he was learning, and then yeah. I'd go in for mine. Hmm. That's cool. It's not – I mean – you know, it's funny you can you can learn things in your in your thirty sixty minute classes, but the the, the practical application has always been playing with friends. You know, mm-hmm. if I played by myself, I didn't learn as much as I. It's, it's just having somebody to kind of, you know, somebody to sort of keep a, a a bit of a metronome and somebody to bounce ideas off of. It still works that way with writing and stuff. What about with the early days of? Uh getting on stage and performing would you be solo or was it a, a band at that time i didn't really have a consistent band i'm well hell, i don't still don't have a consistent band. i do have, well i do now for this record but <laughs> but um yeah i mean it we just you know i mean auburn was a college town so you know if there was if there were musicians in that town they they split by the you know fall semester or, or you know something like that so so i really didn't have a core group of guys that that i stuck with as far as like bass and drums you know and i mean you got you got to be committed to those kind of things and, and that commitment just kind of I don't know I just never found those guys and so I, I which is which is nice because you know a lot of my you know guitar techniques I learned just having to cover bass lines by myself I mean even even when we were you know when we made the different groove record um, that was 2007 and, and we did over 300 shows and we did it two piece just me and a drummer wow. you know because I mean you know well here we're in Mississippi I mean that's that's kind of that's a common occurrence but it's not a yeah. common occurrence everywhere else you know right. what I mean and so but it's just kind of making it work and uh and so but yeah it, it kind of helped me you know hone my hone my techniques in yeah you say over 300 shows i remember i have a friend from uh years ago from wadley alabama uh-huh. and um i said i said yeah my friend adam hood is playing down there uh, have you ever seen adam she's like oh yeah <laughs> she's like <laughs> she's oh, like I, yeah. I went to auburn yes yeah. we've seen adam. we saw adam a bunch <laughs> yeah yeah, it was so. a place called Champs. That was so, so out on Wire Road. So there was there was campus in the downtown area, and that was where the younger kids hung out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they wanted more dance stuff. They didn't care about Rolling Stone songs, and uh, and so we found Wire Road, and there was there was Fat Daddies, and then there was Champs, and then there was a Duck. And Fat Daddies, when when Champs was still there, Fat Daddies was called like the Gentilly Pub or Gentilly Quick or something like that. But there were yeah. those three bars, and uh, and and. Uh, the Duck was Posey's place, Chris Posey's place, and Champs was my place, and uh, and uh, the Gentilly was kind of a free for all. That was one yeah, of the places yeah. where you wind up, and then you know after that you wind up at the supper club. So, That's but awesome. that was all I ever wanted to do. All I ever wanted to do was just play the supper club. I 
I'd arrived once I did that. You know? What yeah. about like a standard deluxe out in Waverly? You got any members out there? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, Scott, in fact, man, on my, on my little EP that I've got with just to play something we know, um, I've got a standard deluxe shirt on. You know, I kind of save standard deluxe for special occasions, you know. I mean, I, I say I did, but it was probably, Scott probably um, was a lot more the decision maker and when I played there or not but you know like yeah. I did it a couple of years ago at Christmas time and stuff like that you know and it's just a cool place but you want it to be special because it is special you know yeah, you want absolutely. it to be like your homecoming or a, some kind of a destination I, I went and I think I had an Adam Hood shirt on but we hung out um, you played the fall boogie, I believe, or spring yeah. boogie one year Yeah. and I went down there and this girl saw me maybe I had an Adam Hood hat on and she was like oh I love Adam Hood I came all the way down from Wisconsin Wow. To see Adam Hood. Yeah. And so I hooked up and like I was texting him, like, when are you gonna be here? And he was like, I'm pulling up now. So we went over and she freaked out me at him <laughs> for the first time. I was like, All right, well there you go. That happened. So Yeah. Yeah. That's not a standard of luck. That is That's not a regular great, occasion though. That's I a had. great place to see a show yeah. though. Well I mean, and it wasn't you know, when we were getting started, like, you know, standard lux wasn't really there. I, I feel like that that the more more original music venues kind of found their way into establishment about the t- like the last couple of years we were getting out, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I, you know, we we struggled and struggled, you know, fighting the the good fight with covers and stuff like that, and then just eventually Texas opened up, and so by the time Texas opened up for me, that was when we were about a year later, you know, that was when the 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 places like Standard Deluxe kind of got established. So I was I was I was across the Mississippi by that time. Yeah, and by the time that Texas was opening up, as far as like uh, crafting uh, songs and uh, how did that happen for you? How did they how did they learn about Adam Hood? So I had a manager that lived outside of of Austin at the time, and so it was kind of a fluke, you know. I mean, I know I know guys that 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 will kind of make it a, a an intention and a goal to say, okay, you know, I realize that there's a lot of a lot of bars over here. I'll come play, and and mm-hmm. it just it either takes off or it doesn't. And so I feel like that I kind of found my way to Texas. Um, you know, by happenstance, really, and and I just I fell in love with it. That was always the kind of music I listened to, anyway. Steve Earle, Delbert McClinton, stuff like that. Oh man, dude, uh, Transcendental Blues. That might be my favorite. It's a great Steve record. Earl. Yep, that's one of my favorites too. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you've got a pretty big event coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about that. I don't know if you might want to open that up. Yeah. Well, I mean. I remember the Instagram video when you mm-hmm. found out. Yeah. Um, so for everybody that doesn't know, Adam's playing the Opry for the first time tomorrow night. Um, that'd be the 22nd of October. So like, really, like, what, like, what was that like? I didn't even realize it was in our scope. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I yeah. didn't know. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you, where you, everybody wants to do it, but. But as far as making it something, you know, like, okay, why don't we see if we can play the Opry next month? You know what I mean? Like, that's not really a conversation. And so, you know, when Zach, my publicist, hit me with that, I, I was I was kind of floored. I mean, I'm still a little floored. And the cool thing is, like, you know, uh, Caitlin Butts played it recently, and the Moon Pies have played it, and Edie, Jason Edie's playing it. Uh, another Mississippi native is playing yeah. it next month. And so, you know, Jason's a really good friend of mine. And Brent's done it two or three times. And so I've got – I've got friends that that are you know instead of it watching me you know me watching Darius Rucker do it like I got people that I actually know their cell phone number <laughs> yeah. you know so it's 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 interesting I mean there's it's really uh, there's there's a 
there's a lot to be proud of. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and, and I, I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm really nervous. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill you know because there's a lot of, i mean this was yeah, saturday great. nights are on television too so you know yeah. they're gonna see me on the tv <laughs> so you know one of the ladies at the doctor's office said that she tapes them every saturday so oh, she'll be no. watching yes. you know <laughs> so nice. i mean that's the kind of you know it's people like that that are they're you know they're religious about it and and they're it you know they're there to see who's playing it doesn't matter if they know who it is. You know what I mean? They just know that, that that's where they're going to go. If, if you want to hear somebody that you've never heard and like them, you go, you go to the Opry, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. What about, like, just back to Texas for a minute? You mentioned, like, Steve Rowe. Did you get an opportunity to hang out and play with him in there? No, I never, I never hung out with Steve. Um, I know that, that he's, you know, I think ever since Guy Clark died, uh, you know, I've got a, a buddy named Eric Dillon that's really good friends with Steve. And, and I think losing Guy, Eric, had mentioned that Steve understands the responsibility of passing the torch. So he's been writing. I mean, Channing Wilson's written with him, and um, I, like I said, Eric's written a bunch with him. And so so um, he's a, a lot more open to it these days. It's just, you know, I haven't found the right window. And I haven't asked either. I haven't pushed for it yet either. So what about been like, kind of busy. Yeah. What about, <laughs> yeah. What, what about, like, what parts of Texas? Would it be like Austin City Limits or – as far as like playing and stuff, mm-hmm. oh man, I played everywhere, everywhere. I mean, everywhere from I mean from Shreveport, Del Paso. You know, I mean we haven't we haven't hit the Mexican border yet. That's the only place in Texas that we haven't played. <laughs> get down to Laredo. I mean, just it, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> so um, tell us about the new album. Um, I'm yeah. totally like I love the live videos that you were doing with Charlie Starr and everybody. Yeah, yeah. So what was that like? Was that a lot of fun? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So Bad Days Better is the name of the record. Um, it's a COVID record basically. And so uh, Capricorn Studios opened in December 2019. Everything shut down March 2020. And so you know that that place was you know doors were unlocked or they weren't they weren't unlocked but you know like it was open for business and nobody there to record and my manager ben ratliff had gone down there i guess and don't quote me on this i think it was like excuse me i think it was for their grand opening and um and he just kind of got to know those guys and so Brent Cobb is the guy that produced the record, and Brent's a, another friend of mine. And so, you know, Brent and I share an apartment in Nashville, and so we're together all the time. And and so, when it came time to talk about songs for a record, let's make a re- you know, what are you going to do with your next record? I really enjoyed his last I mean, one. he's great. Yeah, I mean, just kind of outer space, good writer. And um, so, he just had a lot of input on on you know, man, this is a good song. I don't think you ought to record this one. So, you know, the conversation just kind of steered its way into, well, why don't you just produce it? And so, you know, Brent was like, well, if you're serious, all right, I'll do it. And so he said, well, let's go to Capricorn. And Ben said, I bet I can get the Blackberry Smoke guys to come in because they weren't doing anything. Mm -hmm. And so Charlie and Britt and Richard came. And we spent, uh, it was like the last week in August, we spent about, we spent five days down there, went and got an Airbnb in Macon and just, you know, got up in the morning and went to the studio and stayed there about 12 hours and had a blast and that's awesome yeah it was great man it was a great experience and i mean the cool thing is like you know part of me we didn't do anything different with this record but we did do we did everything different with this record too you know what i mean so there's a part of me that i'm thankful for all the 
the the um, attention that the record's gotten, and I, I think it I think it's going to get more attention just because it's it's really special. But like, I feel like that more people are involved in this one, like more people are invested in this record, and that sort of takes a little bit of pressure off of me to sort of I have a reason to go promote it. You know what I mean? I have yeah. I can I can get behind it because I know that there are other people that are, you know, not like. They're, I mean, Brent and, and Miranda Lambert sang on it, and I, I wrote a song with Warren Haynes on it, just a bunch of different, you know, just all kind of genres of music. And so, they, you know, they're actively, they've actively participated in this record. And so by having them do that, it kind of legitimized it. And it also, again, not to beat the tar out of a responsibility, but at the same time, it's like, you know, okay, if, if it means that much to them, then I need to need to see if I can work this one a little bit harder than the average bear. You know? No, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, roommates with Brent Cobb and Miranda Lambert are, like, some of the people you've worked with over the mm-hmm. past. Is it really, like, the iron sharpening iron when it comes to getting these songs ready for the records? And, well, that song's good, but let's let's go with this one. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of collaborative. 100%. I mean, you know, I, I do write by myself, and, and you know, during COVID – I'd, I'd written a lot by myself, but before COVID, I, I would say that, you know, I I probably hadn't written a song by myself in four or five years, you know, and it's just and not out of laziness. It's just because, you know, I'd, I'd had publishing deals. I, I, you know, wrote for different publishers for about 12, 13 years in Nashville. And, uh, and so, you know, with publishers, you kind of have a quota to meet and, and you also have, you know, there's a certain amount of songs you have to get, you have to turn in that are written, but you also have to get a certain amount of those songs recorded you know i mean they're paying you to do that <laughs> you know what right. i mean and so you know it, it, me recording them is not going to they don't they don't put money in the bank but you know if miranda or, or you know whiskey myers or anderson east or people like that if they record those songs that that's kind of that's you know recoupable income and so mailbox yeah exactly it's yeah. mailbox money uh-huh. yeah after they get theirs they get theirs first <laughs> yeah, now yeah. mind you so, yeah don't sit by i ain't sit by the mailbox for a little while <laughs> I, I understand the old trickle down gotcha. you know but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's so it by by doing that, that sort of opens. I kind of try to save ideas, you know. I don't want to, I don't want to write something by myself that I know. I mean, even with Brent, you know, I can well, I can either I can go ahead and finish this, or I can save this one for Brent and, and get his opinion and, and his you know his uh, take on all this stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's great. All right, well, let's do three questions to uh, walk it on out of the door. You got. Ten minutes till showtime. Ooh, okay. I better go put my put my fancy clothes on. <laughs> yeah, put my makeup. So, we'll walk you up the back. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, you can get right uh, in the green room. First question is: as far as people uh, finding your latest record or what you have going on, is there a place on social media or a website that they can go to to uh, stay in touch? Yeah, AdamHood.com. I mean, we have all our resources are there. So, I mean, all the links to our social media, all the links that to like all the you know whatever. Whatever streaming service you choose, be it Spotify, Pandora, uh, iTunes, whatever it is, uh, Amazon. I mean, it's it's all there. You can buy stuff. You can buy merch from us and, and tour dates and all that stuff. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that I'd go to AdamHood.com and could, you know before I went to my Facebook page. AdamHood.com will get you to my Facebook right. page, though. Uh, question two is, uh, I mean, big milestone, Grand Ole Opry tomorrow night. Hmm. Uh, is there any other venue that you would really like to get after in the future? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I had, I, you know, I wet my whistle at Red Rocks one time. We we were on a we we did this uh, thing called the Country Throwdown Tour in 2011, and 
I was part of the Bluebird Songwriters Tent, and so there were basically three stages. There was the songwriters, and it, it, there were six of us that year. So it was me and Brent and Aaron Enderlin and Caitlin Smith and Austin Lucas and Danny Flowers. What a team. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> and nobody knew who anybody was. I mean, no, nobody knew who Caitlin Smith was. Nobody knew who – I mean, Brent still had short hair then, you know. So, um, And so it was. we were that tent, and then the side stage was um, – I think it was uh, Craig Campbell, Brantley Gilbert, Drake White was, was the – first guy Randy Hauser was he a part of that? Hauser was on there he was on the big stage so gotcha. it was it was uh, Lee Bryce Hauser uh, Jamie Johnson Willie Nelson and then Jack Ingram jumped on some of them so it was a, a it, it was the, the people that did Lollapalooza it was this was like their country music version of Lollapalooza not Lollapalooza like the Warp Tour so I guess Lollapalooza is kind of its own sure it, yeah. in, you know it's it's in one spot these are touring it doesn't things. tour anymore right yeah. so we we hit Red Rocks and um, you know so the cool thing was like we played the side stage yes but but they would let us three at a time while on the big stage while other acts were were breaking down and setting up and all that stuff they let us go there and do two songs a piece so we got to play two songs at Red That's Rocks awesome. and I'd like to have my little spot back again you know? <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah oh you got anything I'm good I, I've got one more is uh, what was your favorite part of this interview um all of it so far this is good I, I, I like the questions about writing I really you know and I feel like we've kind of talked about this a lot you know I, I didn't really have a whole lot of uh um, encouragement or suggestions or anything like that. I kind of had to figure all this crap out on my own, and so and so I I appreciate and enjoy answering questions about the process yeah. because if it helps if it helps anybody make something rhyme or if it helps anybody get the third verse done, well, that's really important. Man. And spending time with your music, like the thing that I appreciate the most, it's like you're really good about a hook. Thank you. Which I feel like is, is I feel like I'm a great second verse writer. I think I'm terrible at hooks. It, so thank you for saying so. It's usually found there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. The hook is in. And see, that's you know Daryl Scott and guys like that. Like that was kind of the thing with those guys. You would the 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 things like the the real gut punch was was somewhere snuck in there. It, it's not always in the last line of the chorus. That may not necessarily be the most relevant part of the song, you know. And that's the style that I appreciated the most. Mm-hmm. And so, because I liked that the most, that's the style I developed. And you know, you and but it, it forces you to listen. And I don't have anything different to say. I mean, with this record, I do. I mean, I you know, I, I there's a there's a lot of thank you lords and a lot of you know positive thinking with this, and and rightfully so because you know I, I've had to come out of that stuff on my own. Number one and number two. Um, well, we need that, you know, especially, in, yeah. you know, kind of where we came from and where we are. I mean, just, you know, just, hey, let's all take it easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so, but but by doing that, you know, I, I don't I don't want that to fall on deaf ears, you know. And But I also don't want to talk over anybody's head, you know. I mean, I shouldn't, I, you know, I, I make the comment when we're, when we're playing that, like, oh, I don't know. I don't really tell the, I don't really, I don't have a whole lot of storytelling time because the songs kind of speak for themselves. They tell their own stories. And yeah. if I'm talking over your head, I'm talking over my head, too. You know <laughs> what I mean? So yeah. We're in the same boat. And just, uh, man, when I'm working on a song, typically my first verse, and I, I try to stick with that. Okay, if someone's giving me 15, 20 seconds, if I don't catch them with a good little guitar riff, yeah. well, the first line better be good. But then I always, typically, it's kind of with the same style. Verse two is really the banger. Absolutely, you got to keep them. Yeah. yeah, once you once you got them, if you got them there, then then keeping them is is that much more important. Right on. So. You can listen to Kid Rock, who said, "Don't bore us, get to the chorus." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah. well, that's something to live by. I got a song on his new record too. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Oh uh, well, uh, 
You need to go get ready. I need to go put my pants on, yeah. Adam, thank you so much. Thank y'all. I enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.